You're listening to episode 267 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily Goff here, and today we are going to be talking about being needy. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> there are so many of us who are so afraid to appear needy that we end up ignoring our needs entirely. And then that just turns into a whole host of other issues that lead to resentment, contempt, uh, self-abandoning, betraying ourselves, ending up feeling undesired in relationships. It just leads to this whole long list of problems. And I know this from experience. So I think a lot, a lot of people can relate to this <laughs> because so many people I talk to experience these same types of things. So we are going to get into something that I told a friend of mine many, many months ago, um, she was having some issues in her relationship and she was questioning whether she was asking for too much. And I said, no, you're not needy. You're a human with needs. And, and for the record, the, the things that she was looking for were extremely, um, very like basic human needs. It, it, it was not, she's not a princess, you know, asking for extravagant, you know, ridiculous things. It was nothing like that. They were very basic. And it's so interesting to me that we can often end up um, just sort of downgrading that in our own minds in the interest of making someone else comfortable in the relationship. And it's very easy to say that, but when you're in it, 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 it's heavy. It's heavy because you don't want to necessarily do anything that will rock the foundation of the relationship. But what we're going to end up getting into today is not only can these types of conversations lead to deeper connection and lead to you having your needs actually fulfilled. What a novel concept, right? <laughs> but if you end up having these conversations and someone is not able to meet your needs, that's actually incredibly valuable information and data to have because why do you want to stay in a relationship where your needs are not being met right now and likely will not be met? But that's, that's what we hang on to, right? Is that little breadcrumb of hope. And you need to go check out, um, I don't remember the episode number, but I will reference it in the show notes, an episode I did with Megan Bruno. There were people who listened to it. I absolutely love her. She's amazing. Um, there are people who listened to it who said that if they had heard that episode, that it would have saved them divorces. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good one to listen to, I promise you, you. So I will reference it in the show notes. You need to go listen to it because we also talk about the breadcrumbs of hope. So you need to go check that one out. 
I also did an episode recently about um, new data, new decisions and giving permission to change your mind. That's a really great one to listen to as well. These will all be listed in the show notes. Everything I mentioned today will be listed in the show notes. Um, But I think that this is really important that this whole idea of you're not needy, you're a human with needs. And I have had to remind myself that of that in other relationships as well. That that's something I've had to come back to for myself because you are not too much. You have needs, you have very human needs. And if we avoid or sidestep communicating those needs for fear of losing the person, we're actually being incredibly dishonest to both ourselves and the person we're hoping will magically be able to meet those needs without ever even knowing what we want. Because the communication part is a really big portion of this. We can have the needs, but not actually tell the other person and yet end up resenting them for not meeting those needs, right? And this is the situation that so many of us end up in. And then it's like, well, have you told the other person what you want? Have you told the other person what you like? This goes to the bedroom too, especially I find, especially for the women out there. Um, A lot of times... I think that the tides are shifting on that in a huge way, like in a really, really positive way, which is amazing because there's just so much more education around sexuality and all these other things that have come out in the last, um, the last few years, especially, but even like the last 10 to 20 years. Um, so that the tides are shifting in that department. But I think that a lot of women still struggle sometimes, and this can go absolutely for the men as well. Um, but, but even more so with the women that I speak to, uh, it can, it can feel awkward or uncomfortable to speak up and ask for your needs, right? So this can go to a, a variety of different ways. But if you do ask for your needs to be met and, and in any capacity in, within the relationship, if, if you are asking for those needs to be met and the other person can't meet those needs, even after reasonable, respectful, and very open communication, then perhaps they weren't meant to stay in your life to begin with. In the book Attached uh, Amir, by Amir Levine, he says, most people are only as needy as their unmet needs. So that's the quote. Quote, most people are only as needy as their unmet needs. Unquote. Let that sink in for a moment. Let that sink in. Because that sort of rearranges the entire idea of what being needy looks and feels like that, that we may have painted in our heads. If most people are only as needy as their unmet needs, whoa, (laughs) that's, that's a bit of a mindfuck when you, when you realize that. And the bigger question is, would you rather stay silently in a relationship where resentment is constantly building because you aren't communicating what you need out of a sense of fear of losing the relationship? Because the, the irony with that is that if you stay silently in that relationship where resentment is building because you aren't communicating what you need out of a sense of fear of damaging the relationship, that is damaging the relationship, right? So would you rather do that or would you rather face showing up for yourself and letting the chips fall? Because the chips may fall in a way that actually creates an even more beautiful connection between you and your partner. But there's no right or wrong answer here either. It's up to you, truly. And you get to choose and feel, and you get to choose what feels best for you. But I have to tell you that the second option about showing up for yourself and letting the chips fall, that requires a great deal more self-trust and really innately knowing and understanding and feeling that you will be able to survive either way. Not just survive, but that you will end up being able to thrive either way. 
And it also requires knowing and accepting that you cannot manage or control the reaction of the other person. And that's the part that can be tougher to sit with. But learning to recognize your needs and knowing your boundaries and being able to communicate both of those things to the people in your life. Because this can also go for platonic relationships as well. That is the difference between truly living versus existing. And which one do you want? Which one do you want? Because if you are never communicating your needs, you're, you're living a half life. You are not living the, the full technicolor version of who you are and who you are capable of becoming. Because that doesn't allow you to show up as the truest version of yourself when you are just ignoring your own needs and, and stuffing them down in order to maintain relationships with others. Because you deserve to have your needs met, starting with meeting your own first. Because if you can't meet your own needs first, how can you expect anyone else to meet your needs for you? So let's talk about this for a minute. When, when we start to think about asking for what you need in relationships... If you struggle to ask for what you need in everyday life at work or, or elsewhere, you know, anywhere in your life, if you struggle to ask for what you need in, in a variety of different areas in your life, you're likely going to have an even harder time in your personal romantic relationships and personal relationships in general, but especially romantic relationships, because that's where things get much more up close and personal. The stakes are suddenly a lot higher. We can feel incredibly uncertain asking for what we need because what if they reject us? What if they think we're overly needy? What if the relationship falls apart because we even asked? And first of all, this, this is where that difference comes in between asking to have your needs met and being needy. And sometimes we will all need reassurance in relationships and that's completely normal and healthy. It's part of building a sense of safety and security with another human. And I've been there where I've, I've been very concerned thinking that I was needy and wanting to be, you know, like super independent because I am, I'm a very independent person <laughs> and it's, it's a balance, right? It's a bit of a dance. And, um, I, I had a, a really dear friend of mine who had to point it out to me and, and he, he was like, no, like you're, you're asking for, for very base level safety and security here when you're looking to build a, you know, a, a, a strong relationship, a strong foundation with another human being, that's normal. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> so we all need these reminders sometimes. But the paradox, this is the part I really want you to pay attention to. The paradox is how incredibly vulnerable it is to share your needs balanced against how confident and secure you have to be in order to make that ask in the first place. Vulnerability requires so much courage because there's always a risk that the other person won't feel the same way. And we, we fear pushing them away or losing them or having them think that, that we're too much or that we're asking for too much. But here's the truth. Sometimes you will actually be blown away at the connection and emotional intimacy that can be created when we actually open up and allow ourselves to both ask and receive. The receiving part can be a whole lot harder. Other times... We will ask people for what they need for, sorry, other times we'll ask people for what we need and they either cannot or will not fulfill those needs. They may not be capable of it. And then you have to be willing to either stay with unmet needs and self-abandoned by lying to yourself, pretending everything is fine, no big deal, I've got this, 
or you have to be willing to walk away. And this is why it's so important to get to know yourself and to be honest about what you really want. Because you won't know what to ask for if you don't recognize your own needs as they come up. And, and that, that's where rubber hits the road. When you may just sort of go with the flow, go along with whatever the other person wants. And meanwhile, fear and resentment can be building within you. But the quality of the relationship always starts with the one you have with yourself. I talked about this. Um, I mean, I've talked about this in a few different episodes, but I've also talked about this in an episode uh, that I did about being single on purpose and be, being alone on purpose and the value in that. Even if you are currently in a relationship, it's really powerful to develop the skill of being okay being alone. I don't mean alone as in break up with somebody that you're happy with. (laughs) I mean, just cultivating alone time and how that, that works in conjunction with building desire as well. That can actually be incredibly beneficial to your, to the health of your relationship. And if you're currently single, getting really comfortable being alone and on your own and the value in that and how you can take so much out of that, that then you can carry into your next relationship to make it even healthier and, and happier for both of you. But here are some questions that I want to, I really want you to ask yourself some questions. First and foremost, what do you want? What do you want? And despite seeming like a simple question, this single question never fails to stump every single person I pose it to when they take a moment to really let that sink in. And this is something I do a deep dive with, with, with clients. I ask, what, what do you want? And I can almost see their faces change where they're like, oh shit. <laughs> like what, what do I want? And, and it's also, it, it may be a, a supposedly simple question, but it's also a big question, right? That is a big question. And I've gotten stumped on this myself. And my answer also continues to evolve in some areas. But I want you to think about what you want your life to look like. Stop holding back and thinking about what you think is realistic And allow yourself to fully open up to the possibilities. What do you want your life to look like? What does success mean to you? What kinds of relationships do you want to have? These are big questions, but these things are built from small things over time. Nobody snaps their fingers and has their exact uh, definition of, of success, you know, in a split second. I, I, but, but then it also depends on your definition of success, right? You may already have the, the success that you've always craved, which is incredible. But then, you know, maybe there's a different area of your life that you, you want to work towards a little bit more, like a, a different type of relationship, or maybe you just want a relationship. Um, there, there's so many different areas that we can approach this from, but what do you want? That's ultimately what this comes down to. And getting into alignment in your life and caring for your needs means starting with the smaller things. And we all know learning to communicate your needs is crucial, crucial part of this process. So go back to episode 241, all about how to have hard conversations and improve communication. Um, Game-changing episode. Like I'm literally giving you the things in that episode that have changed how I interact with humans in the best possible ways. (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) Ask, ask any of the people around me and they'll tell you I use every single one of these tools in real life (laughs) and it's completely changed how I interact with humans. Um, here, here here's some other questions as well. Are you being honest with yourself about your needs or are you shrinking yourself to not shake the foundation of the relationship and stay small? 
And I go into that more on episode 254 about forgiving yourself for shrinking into spaces that do not fit you. That's a big one because sometimes we can think that we're, that we are asking for our needs. Great. We're having the open communication, all those things, but are you really, or are you still only asking for the needs that you think that, that you have predicted in your head, the other person will be able to meet. So then that determines what you will be willing to ask them for, not what you actually need to ask them for. Something else that I want you to consider as well, what's happening when you feel anger or resentment building towards somebody? And where do you feel it in your body? Typically when we feel anger or resentment, it's a sign that a boundary has been crossed. And sometimes it can be boundaries that you didn't even realize you needed to have in place until they were already crossed or boundaries that had not been explicitly discussed, which is why this whole idea of communication and and having hard conversations is really important as well. But check in with your body. This is a big one. This is a really big one. This is actually the approach that I take with clients. It's because it's a full mind body approach and it makes a massive difference. It makes a massive difference. This is, this is what sort of sets things apart a little bit with what I do with people because I, I draw on my extensive and eclectic background <laughs> with roots in psychology, fitness, holistic nutrition, and looking at the body as a whole because our bodies and brains are not separate. They're interconnected intimately interconnected and our bodies are far more intelligent than we are. They are talking to us all the time, all the time. And if you try to only use say the, the verbal tools, um, when it comes to relationships, like only ever talking about how to have great communication. Great. That's awesome. That is a very important piece of of the puzzle. That's why I talk to people a huge amount about how to improve communication, but that's only one portion of it. Our bodies are talking to us all the time. They're, they're giving us clues as to where we need to do things differently or where something doesn't feel good or where a particular feeling is coming up that needs to be dealt with. And if you are ignoring that aspect of it, you're missing a massive piece of the puzzle. Massive. And I've seen incredible success with the people that I work with. This is one of the things that they actually tell me that they appreciate the most. The, the, two, the two biggest things that my clients tell me they appreciate the most after they have um, walked away, after we've worked together, is self-compassion, the self-compassion that they have learned to have for themselves, and learning to listen to their bodies. And this is big. This is really big. And, and that's not necessarily what we think of. These are not necessarily the two things that we think of as being incredibly crucial when it comes to relationships, but it is. These are integral pieces of the puzzle that are absolutely necessary if you are going to be able to show up as the full, the, the full, again, like the sort of technicolor version of you, right? That, that's sort of the best way I can think of describing it is that when I ended my, my nine-year relationship, for more on that um, and all of the, the, nine, the nine years of infidelity, all the things, you can go check out episode 117. When I ended that nine-year relationship and um, then after, after I ended it, it, it took about six months. Uh, you can hear more about that in, in the episode. Um, my former partner and I were working together to get renovations done in our house and all the things. So t- it took about six months for us to get those done and then actually sell the house. And then I, I left for Bali. And 
after a few weeks in Bali, it felt as though I was becoming the, the fullest version of myself that I had ever been in my entire life. But it was almost like this space, this, this sentence sort of floats around in the online space a lot. And I don't love it because it sounds super abstract, but I don't know how else to describe it right now. It, it felt like coming home to myself. It felt like I was being reintroduced to parts of myself that I had never met, but it felt familiar at the same time. It was like, oh, there you are. You, you've been underneath all these layers all this time. And I just didn't recognize you until I, I went through all the pain to peel back all these layers. And it was like, oh, right. I've had everything within me the whole time. And that's what that feels like. And, but, but that didn't just happen because I flew to a different part of the world that happened because of all of the work that I did over months and months and months and months. And the, the complete mindset shifts that I underwent and learning my body in, in whole new different ways and figuring out how to put all of those pieces of the puzzle together. And I was like, oh shit, this, right. This, this, this is what I've been searching for the entire time. It was all within me the whole time. But we have to unpack a lot of layers sometimes before we get to that. And, and that's also always an ongoing process. I'm always uncovering more layers, sometimes quite painfully. Like you, you think that you've dealt with something and then something else will happen. You're like, really? Really? I have to feel this more deeply? There, there, there's, there's more. I thought I dealt with that. <laughs> so it's not that we're going for an end destination. It's that we are always seeking to evolve deeper into the journey. And when it comes to this sort of mind-body connection, I'm actually, uh, this is just one more example of one more thing that, that I'm doing. I'm also experimenting with working closely with my friend, uh, Sarah Silverstein. She's also been on the podcast. She's amazing. Episode 139. She is an international breathwork facilitator. And I've actually held uh, a private breathwork session led by her with a client. And it went so well that I'm, I'm looking to start incorporating her work and breathwork techniques more often with clients too. So definitely go check that episode out. I've gotten so many comments about that. Really, really quick aside on that one. This is the power of, of podcasting as well. I've gotten so many comments about that particular um, episode. There was actually someone that I saw who listened to it. They, they tagged us on Instagram. Um, they tagged Sarah and me on Instagram. Um, they listened to it in India and then they ended up going to Bali and looked Sarah up while she was, well, you know, when, uh, when they were there so that they could do a real in-person session with Sarah after hearing her on this podcast that they listened to in India. <laughs> so cool. Like, it's just, it's so crazy to me. It's so cool. Anyway, that's just a little bit aside. But when you begin to learn how to listen to your body, it helps you in every single area because you can become more attuned with your intuition and you start noticing when your gut instincts are speaking up. And I only learned how wildly intelligent my own body was by ignoring the signals it was screaming at me for years, for years. I had another reminder of this recently where um, I, I train really hard. Uh, I, I work out very, very hard. I throw a lot of heavy weight around <laughs> like five, sometimes six days a week. I've got an incredible, um, coach, Tom, he has also been on the podcast back on episode 130, I believe talking about cancer and depression, just really fantastic episode. Um, and I felt like the last week or so I, I felt like my nervous system was just in high gear 
And the only reason why I can recognize when my nervous system is in high gear was because I spent years ignoring my nervous system. And it wasn't until my entire life fell apart that I realized just how anxious I had been. Like anxiety had been crippling me and I hadn't even realized just how bad it was until the anxiety lifted. I was like, oh shit, that's, that's what that felt like. It, it was so shocking to, to feel that difference. And so he and I were having a conversation and, and, uh, he ended up really encouraging to me to just take an entire full week off of training, which is, is pretty rare for me. I don't usually ever do that. Um, but he really encouraged me to show myself a lot of the, the compassion that I teach and I wasn't showing myself that compassion that moment. And I needed him to remind me of that. I was like, you know what? You're right. So I took a week off. I've just been like walking and, and a lot more and, and doing other things that calm my nervous system. And I feel a thousand times better. So, but we have to learn to listen to our bodies. It's so important. And it helps with tough conversations when we get to know our bodies really well too, because when we're maybe having a tough conversation with our partner, we're getting stressed. Okay. And this is when you can start, when you start to get to know your body really well, you can start to recognize when these stressors are coming up and recognizing when you're feeling flooded. That's sort of a term that, uh, the Gottman Institute uses. And basically it's when you're feeling sort of overwhelmed with emotion, but you can feel it in your body. And that is when that, that conversation that you're in can typically go one of two ways. (laughs) When you're feeling flooded, you can either start saying things that you may regret later and getting into a really heated like argument, then it's no longer turning into it. It's no longer discussion. It's turning into a full blown argument with your partner. Or you can recognize that you are feeling flooded and overwhelmed with emotion. And rather than having that turn into that super reactionary conversation, you can learn to sort of take a step back because you are so in tune with your body. And you can say to your partner, you know what? I, I need to breathe for a few minutes or I need to just like go for a quick walk. I need to clear my head, whatever that looks like. Give them a time frame so that they don't feel that you are just abandoning them. That's not Okay. So you can say, okay, you know what? I'm going to go for a 30 minute walk. I'll be back in 30 minutes. Then we can, you know, continue this, this discussion. If 30 minutes isn't long enough, let them know. Again, this communication piece is very key because you say you're going to be gone for 30 minutes and then you just don't come back afterwards. That's, that's downright traumatic. I have been on the receiving end of that and it is, it is traumatic. Um, especially if, if you're in conflict with somebody and, and there's a lot of stress involved, that's really, really upsetting. So then just let them know, Hey, you know what? I need another 30 minutes. So you're going to take like maybe a full hour. Okay. Let them know. And then you can come back and and continue the discussion that learning, learning that about yourself can make all the difference in your relationships. Noticing those emotions come up, noticing when you are feeling overwhelmed and then pulling back, taking a breather, going for a walk, clearing your head, whatever that looks like. And then coming back once you've had a chance to calm yourself and to calm your body down, not, not just your mind, but also your body makes a massive, massive difference. Here are some more questions that I want you to think about. What do you need to be asking for? Where are you out of integrity? Where are you abandoning yourself and your own needs? Because if you, if you feel like trying to be seen and heard, because this is ultimately what we all want in in any relationship. 
Every human just wants to feel seen, heard, and understood. If you feel like trying to be seen, heard, and understood is a constant battle, you have to look at yourself first. You have to start getting clear with yourself on your own needs and what's coming up for you and figure out if you're trying to outsource your needs to a partner to have them fill a void. That's, that's another area where I would recommend going back to episode uh, 263 about the value of being alone on purpose, whether you're single or in a relationship, because you have to start asking yourself if you're even asking for what you want and then how are you asking and communicating your needs? That this is a dance and, and both parties, remember, both parties want to feel seen, heard and understood. You're not the only one. Both parties want to feel seen, heard and understood. In fact, I'm also going to reference um, my, my really dear friend, uh, Dr. Jade Tita had me on his podcast, Next Level Human. And it was more of a, a conversation. It wasn't like an interview because um, this is just what he and I do. Every time we, we talk, we can talk for hours and hours and hours about relationships. So basically, we just had a conversation about relationships and hit record to make it a podcast episode at one point. And we went into a ton of detail around all of this in our conversation over there. He's one of my absolute favorite humans to have relationship conversations with. Um, and in fact, he's actually one of the biggest reasons why I moved into this work because I realized that this is the basis of everything I do and everything I'm most passionate about. But this is where we, we talk about this in, in that episode about if you are asking for your needs to be met, you are communicating them open, clearly, all of those things, kind of like what I was saying earlier, you've done all of those things and your needs are still not being met, then it might be time to go. And I know that that is not what a lot of people want to hear, but what is the, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Truly. Are you really going to stay in a relationship where you, where you are settling that much and basic needs are not being fulfilled because you're so terrified of appearing needy? How is it going to play out for the next five, 10, 20, 25 years? Trust me, if it's an issue now, that is only going to become exponentially an exponentially bigger issue in a very short period of time. It won't take long before you're waving the red flag there because that, that isn't going to feel good to you and you will continue to betray your own trust in yourself the longer you try to convince yourself that it's fine. You are not needy. You are human with needs. You're human with needs and that's okay. You're allowed to be a human with needs. That is normal. Okay. So let me know here. I would love to get some feedback, um, here. Let me know if you want more info or if you want tools on things like how to have hard conversations. Um, I have been getting a lot of comments about this lately and I'm looking to create kind of two to three different courses around relationships, communication, human connection, like all these types of things over the next few months. And I would really love your input on specific topics that you would like me to cover um, things that you would like to learn more about that I can create courses and and resources around. I'm also looking to put together a course around how to take your pain from heartbreak and trauma and turn it into something beautiful and meaningful for yourself and to use that to actually propel you forward on your journey. This is something I'm asked about the most is sort of how to move through gut wrenching, heart shattering pain and come out on the other side and to actually use that pain as a catalyst to your own growth. So please, please, please DM me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach or email me. I'm over at, uh, if you're going to email, it's info at emilygoffcoaching.com. 
with your comments, with your stories, with your opinions. I've been getting some really beautiful um, stories and, and emails and DMs from people lately. And it's just like absolutely warming my heart. It just means so much to me. So it goes such a long way. It helps me to serve you better. It helps me to create content that you'll find valuable in all the areas that you need the help with the most. And, it, you know, right now, one-on-one uh, private coaching is the only way to work with me. And it's a larger investment. So I want to make sure that I can provide other options to help you on your journey that are super accessible as well. If you aren't prepared to make a larger investment, I want to have those other options available. So let me know what you need the most help with, or let me know what, uh, what has been resonating with you the most that you would like to go deeper into whatever it is, whatever you are struggling with. By the way, I take it really, really seriously. I have, you know, there, there are people who listen, who, who share some, some really deeply personal stories with me. And I take that so seriously. Like I take that so incredibly seriously and it is so meaningful to me and, and powerful that people trust me to, to share sometimes some, some heavy stuff, some heavy stuff. And I'm deeply, deeply honored to be able to hold that space for you. So thank you to anyone who has ever even just tuned in. Thank you for listening to this, to this episode. And I'm so grateful for every single person who, who listens. I'm so grateful for you tuning in today and for gifting me with your time and your energy. So please share this with somebody who needs it. Please reach out to let me know what you need, uh, how I can help you better. It would mean the absolute world to me. And we'll be back soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me, and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.